Welcome to another edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air, the podcast for DelawareValleyJournal.com. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and of course, we're online at DelawareValleyJournal.com. You know how to find us, and I hope you're getting our newsletter as well. We've got the sign up right on the website. Our news director, Linda Stein, is here. Linda, how are you? Fine, thank you, Michael. And we are very fortunate to catch up with Clarice Schillinger. She's the uh, head of the Back to School Pack. And it was fascinating. We caught up with her literally as she was driving back from handing out $10,000 checks. They've got these grants that they're giving to people who are helping elect school board uh, challengers to school board members who seem determined to keep schools closed. And of course, the message of back to school pack is reopen the schools. So we uh, were happy to grab Clarice Schillinger and talk about that. Hello, Clarice. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? This is just um, exciting and crazy. Uh, going from house to house, being publishers, clearinghouse, handing out ten thousand dollar checks. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, tell us what that was like. What was it like? Well, so we officially today we'll be handing out our eleventh check. Um, to advocates who are running, you know, helping candidates run for school board. Uh, so that actually totals up to a hundred, $110,000. Incredible. Um, and we've got, you know, 40 more to go and it's super exciting. <laughs> and we've found these advocates, these moms and dads, like across the state of Pennsylvania who have stepped up and said, you know, I know that we have some people running for school board, but they're already running. So I'm going to help and help them start a pack and help them get their campaign literature. So these advocates have been applying to us and they're helping the school board candidates get across the line for our kids. And it's so exciting to see. It really is. And so what are the qualities of the school board candidates that you're looking for who can get the support of your pack so our we are a single issue pack and that is getting our kids back to school keeping them there but also holding the school board's members who kept schools closed for 18 months holding them accountable right so you don't just get to close schools for 18 months <laughs> um and the political power play and the money grabs that happened um we're really sad that our kids were stuck in the middle of that and so basically the the advocates and the candidates who were supporting without question have to support in-person instruction for those kids who need in-person instruction to succeed um, we know that there's other issues that these candidates will be standing on, you know, the platforms for, but for us, it's really making sure our kids are, um, especially the, you know, those that are the most vulnerable, the kids that rely on school for heat and food and shelter from abuse. Um, we've got to make sure these schools are open. And I have a feeling if we don't get these school boards flipped, that we will see schools close after the general election in November. And that's why we're pressing so hard. So let me follow up on two things on that. One is 
are you seeing a surge in interests in lockdowns, closings, et cetera, following the surge in the uh, spread of the Delta variant of the virus? And are you seeing a surge of interest in your organization? People saying, let me donate and support you because I know as soon as I turn my backs on these, back on these people, they are going to shut these schools down and send my kid back to Zoom school as soon as they can. Yes and yes. Um, we're seeing, you know, we, we saw just the walk back with the CDC, right? No masking, now masking. Um, we saw it in my, my county where I live we, they said no masking. Now they've said masking. And honestly, I really believe if it was not a school board election year, we would see schools closing right now, but schools are staying open, but parents have started to see now, like, wait, they're already so many people are vaccinated so many, and they're all, they're already looking at these masking orders and they're looking at closing some things down, schools will be on that list. They're just not on there right now because it's an election season. So the, the parents have said, you know, we have to make sure that this never happens again. And the only way to really do that is to change the people in the seats who control that. In the state of Pennsylvania, the school board has an incredible amount of power. Um, if you just read through the 1,026 pages of the PA school code, it lays out just how much power the school board uh, has in Pennsylvania. So really changing those seats is critically important. Changing them to people who believe and putting our children first, even our teachers first. Our teachers cannot go through what they went through these past 18 months with the Zoom learning and trying to teach their own children. We have many, many teachers that have reached out to us and have begged and pleaded to keep schools open because they do not, they cannot go through the past 18 months that they just went through. And um, where are the school districts uh, that you are donating these um, checks to? So we actually are officially across the state. Um, we have Allegheny and Berks. We have Chester County, Montgomery, Bucks. Um, we just had people reach out to us from State College area. So uh, in about a week, we, myself and Paul Martino, who is our big donor to the pack, he gave the half a million dollars to uh, the back to school PA pack. And we're actually going to Pittsburgh to meet these advocates and meet these candidates and hand deliver their checks to them uh, next week, which will be super exciting. Um, so we're really looking for not just, you know, where I'm from is Southeast Pennsylvania, but it, this movement is literally about every single child. Every single child in Pennsylvania deserves a proper education and we're going to find them. <laughs> We've already had over 70 applicants so far. So we are interviewing all day long, trying to see who needs the money and where we can go and where we can get the money to. And what are you doing as far as getting the word out? So uh, we do a lot of social media. Um, I'm a part of many, many 
parent reopen groups um, on social media, whether it be Facebook or Twitter. Uh, there, believe it or not, just about every single school in the state of Pennsylvania has these groups that have organically grown um, with tens of thousands of parents. And I, you know, let them know, I, I give them updates, you know, this is what we're doing. We're looking for advocates, we're looking for candidates. And um, social media has been a huge help in finding that. Um, I will, I will say um, people such as Delaware Valley have helped us because you all publish us. So, you know, people read about us, they reach out to us. Um, so the media has been a help. Uh, we do tend to stay away from writing checks to directly to any party, whether that be Democrat or Republican. We are looking for these grassroots, homegrown parent activists that believe that their child's um, education is beyond important, right? So, and we've had a lot of success with that. So far, so far, so good. So uh, not to play devil's advocate, but to play devil's advocate, why are the Zoom classes so bad? Have their grades dropped? Yeah, sure. So um, actually I sat in the um, Pennsylvania education hearing for the House of Representatives and Dr. Height, um, is the superintendent of Philadelphia's school district. And he um, gave some statistics with this Zoom school that there were an, anywhere from 20 to 30% of grade drop. And what I mean by that is, so if you have an A student, they were seeing that that A student was now a C student via Zoom class. Um, so, you know, the grade drops is tremendous. The isolation that the kids are suffering from, you know, they're away from their peers, they're away from their teachers. They only connect with them on, you know, on a screen and being in the house and glued to that screen from anywhere from six to eight hours is it causes extreme fatigue. The numbers in anxiety, depression, suicide, they're real. It's a real, it's a real um, problem that's happening. We've also seen, you know, kids that are teenagers resorting to, you know, going to the streets, right? Um, violence and drugs. We have many stories of that. We have stories of kids who are homeless and they're trying to do school in the backseat of a car. Um, it just Education is so critically important, but what we have to recognize is public schools to many children are more than education. They're, they are so much more, right? They're a warm meal and um, sometimes they're even heat for that kid. So I think that, I think that there are many, many things that harm the children by doing by doing Zoom school, it, I know for me, just working from home, it's created fatigue and staring at a screen all day. And I can't imagine what a first grader feels like when they have to be stuck on their iPad for six hours. It's nearly impossible. I want to ask if the issue of masking and mask mandates is having an impact on support for your 
uh, cause. And I'd be curious to know in, kind of in which direction are there parents who really want to see all children forced to be masked up? You mentioned earlier the authority that school boards have. And in Pennsylvania, that's the decision that's been made is to let the schools decide. Or are you hearing from parents who are saying, my seven-year-old cannot sit from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. wearing a mask? And so I'm curious if it's having an impact on your efforts as well. So it is, it is absolutely having an impact. And I think that the majority of parents just want parental choice. So a uh, saying with me and the moms is we don't co-parent with the governor, the, the, with the government. We don't co-parent <laughs> with the government, right? We just don't. So, I mean, I think that if a child and their family wants to mask up, that is absolutely acceptable. But I also think that if they don't, that's acceptable too, right? Um, we know that ch young children are not carriers of this. We know, uh, you know, are not really affected by it. And we also know by science is that we have a vaccine for 12 and up. And many, many people have taken that opportunity to get themselves vaccinated or their children vaccinated. But even when it comes to vaccinations, that's also parental choice, right? So vaccines, masking, in-person instruction, it just comes down to what the foundations of America has been built on and that's choice, right? We've all been given a choice. The freedoms that we have are, are unlike any other nation in the world. And I think that it's important to continue that on, but we're seeing in the schools that these choices are being taking, taken away from parents, what's best for their child or what's best for their family. Um, and I do believe that, that the, the push, the push on these parents to the mandates is very much causing rifts. I mean, I think we've all seen it, right? We've seen the viral school board videos We've seen how parents have been treated just asking for a choice um, and, and it's sad. So we have to put people in that place that will vow to listen to the community, take the community's um, input into, into their decision-making. Right now we have schools that say, we're not even sending out a survey about how parents feel about masking, vaccine or keeping the schools open because we don't care. That's terrible. We are the constituents who put them there. So let's wrap up with this because we're Delaware Valley Journal. So we focus on the four collar counties outside Philadelphia. How have these affluent suburban college educated, you know, counties with their school boards, how have they reacted to parental choice? Because on the one hand, you'd say, well, gosh, there are a lot of well-educated affluent people. The school board should really respond well. On the other hand, we found that there seems to be a correlation between those people and a resistance to parental input and allowing choice. So what kind of great, if you be the teacher, give the Bucks, <laughs> Chester, Delaware, Montgomery County school boards a grade. F. <laughs> <laughs> is that mean, a, wait, is that a gentleman's F or a solid F? That's a solid F. I mean, I have literally seen well-educated doctors, psychiatrists. I mean, our parents are, are educated as well, right? I've seen them speak at these school board meetings 
and be cut off. I, I witnessed a state rep, an elected state representative, try to make comment at a public school board about his children, and he was cut off by the school board president. No, you can't speak anymore. So, I mean, and he wasn't there as a state rep. He was there more as a parent, but I've seen doctors, and, and if you do not agree with what they have on the table, you, you get cut off, you get the mic ripped out of your hand, you get silenced, and it's, it's ugly. What is happening, especially in the Southeast of Pennsylvania, it is ugly. Every, I can t every single school district we have witnessed, except one really, um, Souderton. Souderton School District has stayed open. They took surveys. They asked the parents what they wanted. They gave the parents what they wanted. It's really not that, it's just not, doesn't seem to be that difficult. So um, yeah, an F, Michael. Wait, wait, so wait, wait, letting letting the parents decide? That seems difficult to me. I, I don't think these school board members got into the school board business because they want to let parents decide. Remember, they got in the business because they don't want to let parents. So this is, this is how bureaucracy works. So you give them an F, they're giving themselves an A. An A++++. Clarice Schillinger, you are one of my favorite people in Delaware County public events, politics, whatever you want to call it. Thank you so much for joining us for the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to our own Linda Stein. Thank you, Clarice. And thank you for listening to Delaware Valley Journal on the air. Remember Twitter, DV underscore journal. Just search us on Facebook and of course, DelawareValleyJournal.com. I am Michael Graham. Thanks again for listening.